Good day to you all, my friends. Welcome back. This is Eating for Energy and Weight Loss, and I am your host, Rita Haddad. It's so lovely to be back here with you again this week to share my wellness tips for healing from the inside out. That means healing on a cellular level, healing physically, biologically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. I like to cover it all. I believe that you deserve to have the highest quality of life that you most desire. And my sole purpose and my hope for you in listening to these shows is that you will learn some tips that will help you along your way. I'm not into gimmicks. I'm not into quick fixes. I'm not into diets or fads. I'm into basic, authentic, aligned. So if what you hear here doesn't align with you, feel free to share it with someone it sounds right for or let it go. But my hope is that at least in each of these episodes that you listen to, you can pick up on one and hopefully more tidbits that will be helpful for you in your life to help you on your own healing journey. As always, I encourage you to connect with me, share with me your questions, share with me your stories and your experiences, and also let me know what you think of the information that I'm sharing here so I know which direction to go in. I I love to know what my listeners want to hear, so feel free to contact me. You can click on the show notes, you can click in my podcaster's bio, or you can get in touch with me at santaanimawellness.com. Look out for the link below. Okay, so let's get started. Today, I want to talk to you all a little bit about trust and acceptance. So if you recall from last week, we were on a 12-step journey, and I covered the first four steps to freeing yourself from drama and increasing your quality of living. So the first four steps, if you haven't had a chance to listen, they covered things that you can do within yourself. So recognizing things within yourself that might need a little bit of tweaking or adjusting that will help you along the way. The four steps that we're going to cover today are going to be more around trust and acceptance. So things that are things that you can do that are also outside of yourself. So let's go ahead and get started. Number one, Learn to let go of limiting beliefs. Now, these are words that you hear thrown all around the internet all the time, and they may make sense to you and they may not. I found that even with all of my education in psychology and my degree in counseling, understanding really what limiting beliefs are and learning to recognize them within myself, it was quite a challenge. It came to me a little later. You may or may not be in the same position. That does not mean that there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you're behind or that you're not where you should be. It means that we all come to that place when we are ready to accept the information we need to receive at that time to help us get to the next level. So for me, that came a little later, but once I finally got there, ah, it was like a light went off and things began to make sense. My hope is that in listening to this episode, you will also get there if you're not already. Learning to let go of limiting beliefs. It's really hard to change. It's really, really hard to change. It puts you in a position to leave your comfort zone and venture into sometimes unknown territories. And fear of the unknown can keep you from living a beautiful and varied life, especially when it impacts your willingness to grow and evolve. Now, if you recall from past episodes or if you follow any of my articles, you know that the ego is put in place 
to protect us. It's the parent part of our brain. So the ego is really what keeps you in a place of fear and what keeps you in those limiting beliefs. From the minute you breathe life into your lungs, you're bombarded with messages from the environment all around you. Let's take, for example, being a newborn baby. Structure and order in your day before you even realize that you're a living human being gives you the message that events happen in a certain order and that life can be predictable. This is important for a new newborn and for a well-adjusted development. It creates a sense of safety and recognition that allows them to trust and believe that those who are put in place to care for them will give them what they need and they can be relied upon. Okay, so take that for example. This is an agreement that you've made with the people who are supposed to be caring for you, that the structure they've put in place, that you're being fed at a specific time and that nap time comes at a specific time and that when you cry, somebody will answer your call. These are agreements that you've made with the people and the environment around you. However, not all the messages that we take in, conscious or subconsciously, are as generous as a structured routine in the early days of life. Before the age of seven, the subconscious mind has already set itself as the foundation for all of your future decisions and behaviors. What this means is that in the first seven years of life, your brain has already decided exactly how it's going to perform in such a way that's going to dictate actions, responses, reactions, behaviors, and your style of communication. Are you defensive? Are you a pushover? Are you a doormat for people? Are you struggling to advocate for yourself? All of these things have to do with those first seven years and the agreements that you've made and the the way that your subconscious developed. Now, not all of these things are conscious and not all of these things are agreements that you've agreed to make. They're agreements that you may have made subconsciously. So please don't berate yourself or think that you've done something wrong. The newborn doesn't agree to make the agreement that a caregiver can be relied upon. It just happens. It's a symbiotic relationship. These things happen sometimes subconsciously and without our awareness. What I'm challenging you for today is to recognize where those limiting beliefs and those agreements have been made without your knowledge and ask yourself whether they are still working for you. Do these agreements continue to serve me? Yes? Okay, great. Let's keep moving forward. No? Okay, how can I break these agreements? If I'm not comfortable breaking the agreement, how can I transform it in a way that supports my growth and development? How can I transform it in a way that supports who I want to become, how I want to live, and it supports a healthy lifestyle for me? This is your challenge today, my friend, and this is only the first step we'll be covering today. It's pretty loaded. I'm here for your support. If you need support, again, contact me and let me know. I'm here to support you and to guide you and help you to understand through these changes that you're being called to make. Okay, step number six or number two for today's episode, trust in your spiritual source. Your spiritual source does not have to be a religious source if that's not what resonates with you. However, we were all created from nothing essentially into something so we came from somewhere and that somewhere that 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 thing or that being that entity whatever it was that created us or gave us life breathed life into us that thing wants us to be happy 
fear is a prayer for what you don't want, but trust is a prayer for what you believe or what you hope and what you desire to happen. And when you trust, you stop telling the universe what to do and you allow the universe to do what it's designed to do, which is to support you and to give you the best life that you need in this moment right now. We're blind people. We have a veil over our eyes. We don't know what tomorrow will bring, but the universe knows. And it's up to you to say, okay, I may not know, and I may not understand, and I may not recognize, and that's okay because I don't know what tomorrow will bring. And this may truly benefit me today. Let's use the example of losing your job. Losing your job can be extremely devastating, especially if you care for pets or people, if you're supporting a family, if you're caregiving for an older parent, if you are caring for yourself even, losing your job can be stressful for 99.9% of people. However, losing your job could be the best thing that ever happened to you because it could be a job that drains you of your energy. It could be a a job that doesn't pay you as much as you feel like you need. Like maybe you're living hand to mouth and you're thinking, well, this is the only job that I can get right now. This is what I'm qualified for. It's going to be a struggle to find a new job in this industry. Boom, you lost your job. What do you do? Well, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. You don't know what opportunities the universe will present you with. And you may just find that something greater than your little tiny brain could have ever imagined is waiting just around the corner. And when you trust in that spiritual source and you stop telling the universe what to give you, please give me a new job. Please give me a boyfriend, a girlfriend. Please bring that spouse into my life that I so desire. Uh, Please make my children obey me. When you stop telling the universe what to give you, you open wide this opportunity for the universe to give you exactly what you need that is far greater than you could have ever comprehended. In some situations, there's a delay. These answers don't come to you or these opportunities don't come to you right away. Often I found the greater you strengthen your trust, the sooner you discover these opportunities waiting for you just around the corner, not down the street, not in the next town over, but just around the corner, sometimes in your next step right in front of your face. So I'm challenging you, my friends, to discover what's not working for you and to let it go and to open wide your trust in the greatness of human life, in the greatness of what could come for you. Okay, next step, number seven, seven out of 12. We're covering four steps today. We covered four last week and we'll cover the last four next week. Step number seven, kick perfectionism to the curb. If it does not serve a purpose in your life, let it go. That is extremely hard. Oftentimes we have perfectionism, perfectionist tendencies and behaviors and thoughts that we don't realize are tied to perfectionism. And let me tell you something that I've had to realize. Perfectionism is directly linked to self-worth. If I can be a little prettier, if I can be a little thinner, if I can be a better parent, if I can be a harder worker, then my life will be better. Well, let me tell you something, my friends. You are good enough as you are today in this moment. Being better will not serve you unless being better is a desire that you have because you're looking to grow and develop and evolve. 
being better in an effort to receive love or accolades or compliments or a promotion or anything that comes from outside of yourself is not going to serve you, including perfectionism. True joy comes from paying close attention and noticing what's flowing just under the surface, like a little river there under underneath. If you open your mind and you're willing, that river of insp- inspiration can be tapped into at any particular time. When you tap into that creativity, into that river, and you're wide open in trust and you're letting go of what's not serving you, you will find that you no longer feel that you need to be perfect. You'll find that you are worthy and deserving of love just as you are today, simply because you exist as a human being. You are good enough. You are good enough, my friend. You're thin enough. You're beautiful enough. You work hard enough. Your house is nice enough. Your car is good enough. Your children are obeying enough and giving you exactly what you need as you give them exactly what they need and so on and so forth. The list can go on and on. When you tap into that river, you become inspired. You become creative. You're problem solving in the way you see the world and the way you tackle The problems that come before you and the way you handle relationships, all of these things change and transform right before your eyes. Creativity can be found in everything that you say and do, and it's essential for the flow of light energy through you. Light energy is that pure white light, that pure love. Often when you hear people say they've had near-death experiences, they often say they were enveloped in this pure white light and they didn't want to come back. They didn't want to come back into their bodies because that light and that love was so transformative and so powerful. And it was the most beautiful feeling that they ever had. And they didn't want to return to earth because they wanted to stay in that light. Well, my friends, you can tap into that light anytime you want. And these 12 steps are designed to, to get you to that place. So I encourage you to go back and listen to the other episodes and to tap into that pure white light and to follow each of the steps so you can get there and you can carry that with you into your day and into each of your interactions and into everything that you do. And you can exude that white light and you can transfer it to other people. And you know, they say you can't change the world, but by one person at a time. And that's exactly what they mean. When you tap into that white light for yourself and you transfer it to those who you interact with, and each of them transfers it into those that they interact with, this is how we affect change into the world, my friends. And it starts with you. Okay, the quality of your life is always in proportion to the capacity for delight. The capacity for delight is the gift of paying attention. When you pay attention to what's not working, when you pay attention to what is working, and you make the necessary adjustments, all with good intention, then you can tap into delight. You can tap into flow. You can tap into creativity, and your life will bloom in full, vibrant color. All right, let's move on to the next step, my friends. Step number eight, accept that you're never too fill in the blank here. You're never too old. You're never too young. You're never too rich, too poor, too good, or too lowly to begin your growth journey. It's never too late to begin healing, my friends. I hear people all the time as a counselor, as a therapist, as a working with people in this industry. I hear people say, look how many years it took you. Well, you know what I say to that, my friends? It's never too late. 
There are people who are lying on their deathbeds who are saying, my only regret is you don't want that to be you. And if you're recognizing today that you can do these things and you can achieve these things and that you can begin with one teeny tiny baby step, then you will definitely not be the person who lies on their deathbed having regrets. Because as you grow and you evolve and you transform your life and you free yourself from people who will drag you down and you surround yourself with people who will encourage your growth and development and people who will support you, then there will be no room for regrets. Regardless of age, skill, IQ, or station in life, tweaking your perspective will open up a whole new world for you. It doesn't matter who you are, but when you change how you view yourself, you change your language of how you speak to yourself and how you speak to others, your whole world will open up. As a self-saboteur, you love to pretend that you can never begin because it's too late, but that's absolutely not true. If you pick one small place to begin your journey, let's use the power of words because that's something that I happen to be doing, which is using my words to affect good and not to affect evil. Choosing your words, how you speak to yourself and how you speak to others will carry so much weight. And you may say, I don't believe those things that I'm saying about myself. So let me give you an example. Um, Do you know how old I'll be by the time I learn how to bake a cake like a YouTuber? Uh, Yeah, you'll be today years old because today's the day that you try and you may not get it perfect today. You may get it perfect 10 tries from now, but at least you tried. And using the words, do you know how good, how old I'll be by the time? Well, that's going to automatically put you in a position to expect failure. Instead, you can use the words, today's the day that I'm going to learn the basics of how to bake a cake. I'm not expecting a cake. I'm not expecting perfection. I'm not expecting to look to have a finished product that's even edible. Today, I'm only expecting to learn the basics of how to bake a cake. Do you see how that lands differently? Do you see how that sits differently? And do you see how that sets you up for even the smallest success? I'm not expecting to look like the how to cake it lady. I mean, I was watching her bake cakes 10 years ago when she was first starting and had less than 100,000 viewers. Now she's got millions of viewers. She's on TV. She's all over. She's got books and all kinds of things. She didn't start there. She started with just one. And I'm not expecting to be able to bake like her because I'm not a baker. So today I will buy her cookbook and I will peruse it and I will find a beginner's recipe and I will choose a cake or a frosting or an adornment. Maybe I'll start with fondant and I'll learn how to roll fondant. And that will be enough of a success for me today. As opposed to, do you know how long it will take me to learn how to bake a cake? That right there, it just sounds so negative and setting me up for disaster and failure. And I don't like to use those words, my friends. I really don't. I am all about positivity and encouragement and empowerment here. But your ego wants to keep you in a safe place. So my ego allowing me to use those words is putting me in the place of don't even, don't even bother trying because you don't want to be disappointed. Your cake's going to look like crap and it's going to taste disgusting. No one's going to want to eat it. So spare yourself by just not making a cake. So today is not the day that you learn how to make a cake like the how to cake it lady. 
Well, yeah, guess what, ego? I've evolved beyond your messaging in that scenario, and today's the day I learned how to roll fondant. Keep it real, people. I have never rolled fondant in my life. I barely know how to make a cake, and I completely sabotage every cake that I make because they turn out crooked. But you know what? They turn out crooked, and they also don't always look nice. But you know what, my friends? I love my cakes because they taste good. They taste delicious. People are always asking for my recipes. And you know what? Just because it doesn't look good doesn't mean it doesn't taste good. And the more that I practice and the more that I try and the more that I watch tutorials and the more that I learn, the better my cakes will look and the look will soon match the taste. Do you see where I'm going here, my friends? This is the kind of vernacular I want to see you change within yourself. I want to hear you let go of those old narratives. I want you to rewrite them and step around them and integrate them and say, this no longer works for me. What does work for me? I'm going to trust in the universe's ability to give me what I need, but the universe will meet you halfway. And the half that I'm going to meet the universe is by making changes and tweaking my perspective. An example that I used was tweaking your words, right? So choosing your words because the words have power. If that doesn't resonate with you, find a different place to begin, but begin with something small. Don't overwhelm yourself by trying to take on too much and trying to do too much. There's a whole lot going on here. I highly recommend you go back and listen to the first four steps because those steps are about doing some of the internal work that will set you up for these four steps. Those eight steps together will set you up for the next four steps, which will drop down next week. I hope you'll join me. I hope you'll come back and give me a listen for the final four steps. As always, keep sharing your thoughts, your stories, your encouragements, Share this episode with a friend if you love it. Share my show with a friend if you love it. If you're learning from it, let me know. In a couple of weeks, I'll be having a Q&A session, so send me your questions so I can give you all the answers you're seeking. Connect with me at SantaAnimaWellness.com and I will be sure to catch you on the flip side. Take care and all the best to you, my friend. See you next week.